Welcome to the Boaters Lounge, a new podcast series brought to you by Oasis Marinas. My name is Scott Butts, and I'm so proud to serve as a member of the Oasis Marinas team and to be your host for our conversation right here in the Boaters Lounge. In this series, we envision the forum can inspire, inform, and educate our audiences by bringing together thought leaders from our marine industry partners, our friends, experts all across the industry as we explore various topics affecting us and the boating community nationwide and eventually across the globe. Our mission's pretty simple here. We want to engage with our team, our boaters, and marina owner partners in the boating community at large. We're thrilled to have an industry partner with us today. I'm sitting down with Graham Jones, president of Waterway Guide Media. If you're not familiar, Waterway Guide publishes boater cruising guides, navigation charts, locator maps, and more. They also have an app where boaters can plan their trips, find fuel docks, marinas, and service providers. And Oasis has been utilizing Waterway Guide for a variety of purposes for about seven years now. Graham, our team members have a great relationship with you, and we're so excited to sit down today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Scott. Hey, it's it's great to uh, to get this conversation going. I know you spent a lot of time uh, with our team. I think recently you spent a lot of time with, with the team at an industry event down in Fort Lauderdale, so I know they were really excited to see you. Uh, let me tee up the agenda here. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a few key things. First is Waterway Guide's history and goals. And, Graham, we just want to know how you got involved in the business and how it's evolved. Second, we want to talk about print-to-digital evolution in the industry. We want to explore how you've been able to maintain accurate and up-to-date data. I think that's a a question a lot of folks uh, have on their mind. I know those of us close to the industry are always wondering how you keep all this stuff up-to-date. So that'll be fun to hear. And then we're going to touch on voter demographics and trends that you're seeing right now and and really how you see the future uh, shaping up. So as we get going, I got a I got a layup for you just to get us just to get us warmed up here. And if you had your druthers, is it power or sail? And Graham, where are you going, man? Yeah, I'm I'm on a power boat, Scott. And uh, based on where you and I live, you know, I'm I'm looking for warm weather right now. So I'd be in the Keys, the Bahamas, Virgin Islands, somewhere like that. Heck yeah, I like that, uh, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come join join you, my friend. We got a cold, uh, we got a cold spell coming through Annapolis. You know, we're we're so excited to be able to broadcast from our our headquarters here in in Annapolis, Maryland, overlooking the Naval Academy and this incredible uh, city and 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 just uh, a great uh, marine community. So uh, so, but I'm with you, man. I'm ready for it to to warm back up, and it just started getting cold. It sure has. Not looking forward to this winter, but we'll get through it, and spring will be here before we know it. You know it. All right, so let's get into it. Um, Waterway Guide has been in circulation since 1947, and today is one of the most well-known publications and sources of information throughout the entire industry. Uh, Let me ask you, what was the goal behind Waterway Guide in the beginning? To get a little history of it, it's been around since that time. Uh, The story goes that it was boaters traveling from dock to dock back before there were anything like cruising guides. And they would talk to each other to give each other local knowledge about the inlets and the waterways and where it's shoaled and different information, how to get from place to place. And during that time, someone made a decision to write some of it down. 
and that eventually turned into the first cruising guide in America back in 1947. And a company, Waterway Guide, was founded and decided to publish it and uh, make it a, a important document and, and title for people who traveled the Intracoastal Waterway. So it started down there, actually out of Wilmington, North Carolina is where it began. Wow, I, I, I love the history, and that gets us right into the to the next question, which is is when did your family and you know, get involved? When did you get involved and and uh, and and start really working on the growth of the company? Yeah, so the company um, has moved around some over those years since 1947. Um, it's been in Annapolis, where you are. It's been in Atlanta. It's now uh, based out of Richmond and Deltaville, Virginia, which is where we are. Um, so we got involved as a family back in 2014. Uh, we bought it from uh, the folks who actually used to own Regatta Point Marina in Deltaville, Virginia. Um, unfortunately, uh, the old owner had some health issues and was looking to move on from this business. And we took a look at it and decided that this was something neat and unique and an opportunity we couldn't pass up. Uh, and it needed some some TLC, you know, in terms of uh, growth and and opportunity, which is what you're looking for in a business. So um, yeah, 2014 is when we got involved and uh, we've been focusing on growing it ever since. And in, in uh, 2022, you've got navigation charts of every region and every waterway, locator maps, destination guides, and trip planning resources. Um, how did the platform grow ultimately to that scale? Good question. Um, you know, after 75 years of being in business, we've been fortunate and blessed with a lot of content. Um, we, you know, inherited a lot of that. It came with past guidebooks. Uh, it's been cold over many, many decades. Uh, but the owners of the company and us have always been tasked every year with updating that content. So uh, as it's grown, we've hired on the water editors. We've hired, we have internal staff. Uh, we make decisions about which regions and geographies we want to cover, and we just follow our format that's worked so long for so well and, and grow from there. Do you find your your following um, your staff and and the work that you do in the regions and areas you focus focus on? Do you find that that uh, you get a lot of feedback from users that that then allows you to sort of shift where you put your priorities? Yeah, we, we know that certain areas are more popular than others. Uh, we can monitor sales and traffic and uh, number of comments and, you know, interest, general interest. We certainly know that, you know, north of about South Carolina right now, most of the boating season starts winding down. So, you know, when you have half a year, whereas in Florida, you've got year-round boating, it's obviously a larger market for us. Um, you know, in those those certain regions. And businesses, marinas up in those areas have to adjust their business models as well for, for a half a season. So um, compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and you know, I bet you're, you're experiencing and, and have seen a, a dramatic shift from print to digital um, on sources and, and materials and information and, and print materials being charts, maps, magazines are huge components to the marine industry. And I think will continue to be uh, for the foreseeable future, but recently we've seen a movement to digital assets and app development as as um, an increased way for folks to consume information um, and seek out uh, uh, different information that they need. Um, and you've seen this firsthand. What do you think the main driver was to increase digital presence? Well, I think, you know, if you just look around in today's world, you know, everybody's you know, take a look at a restaurant, how many people are sitting there on their phones or, you know, riding the bus, you know, 
sitting there staring at their phones. So we know that, you know, digital is very important. Um, that being said, you know, I think uh, we've seen a lot of growth in our print products as well. There are niche uh, publications like the Waterway Guide that continue to work for uh, audiences like boaters where redundancy and, and access to that information are critical uh, when you may not have the best internet or you're, you know, can't rely fully on your your digital products to get what you need quickly. So, yeah, and, and the the marine industry generally has lagged behind some other industries as far as adapting new trends. and And you mentioned uh, connectivity. Uh, why, why do you think that is? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Um, one is, you know, we're a much smaller market compared to cars or construction or things of that nature where some of the larger uh, investment firms or um, technologies have been put in place first. I mean, you could make a case for electric vehicles, you know, we'll start there versus boats and uh, things of that nature. But, you know, historically too, the the infrastructure for boating, the marina owners, you know, have been, um, you know, really uh, run by generational family businesses. And we've seen some shifts there over the last five years, maybe 10 years or so. Um, of acquisitions of marinas and companies like Oasis that, you know, are able to uh, invest in that infrastructure a little better. So uh, it's interesting to see how that network of infrastructure catches up or uses technology in certain ways. Um, But I also think boating is an escape from technology in some ways too. So, you know, that may be, that may play into a part of it. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a great point. And, um, you know, thinking about how digital is going to ha- continue to have an impact moving forward. What value do you think moving to more digital resources is going to provide to boaters? Yeah, I mean, it obviously provides instant access to information. Um, I, I always make this reference, but, you know, if I'm sitting on a boat in the Bahamas or Mexico or the Virgin Islands and I need a, a cruising guide for my aspect, I can't always get it shipped to me right away. You know, or I can't get my hands on it right when I need it. But if I have a, a digital, you know, product or access to that information on my phone or tablet or computer, I can get instant access to it. So that provides a very high level of convenience for our boaters today. Yeah, thanks for, for explaining it. And as we, we talk about data, um, boaters rely on your charts, maps, information, et cetera, for safe waterway travels. And all this data has to be up to date, has to be accurate, has to be convenient to access. Um, how does Waterway Guide maintain the updated navigational content? Yeah, I, you know, I like to think we've perfected it at some level, but you know, we're always working to get better. And um, you know, we have really three different ways that input or content comes into us. So we we have paid on the water cruising editors that we you know, like to think are influencers or folks that are out there actually doing it. And we'll hand them some content and say, hey, you're making this trip. Tell us what you find and what's wrong and incorrect. And we need it by this date. And here's and here's how that, you know, that's going to work. So uh, there's, a, there's a network of those that we tap into. Uh, then we have our in-house team. We have a number of, you know, staff editors and uh, folks who confirm information as it comes in and compare navigation notes to the charts that are available, you know, and source sources of information that are out there. Uh, and then we also crowdsource information. So, you know, between all three of those, we're getting lots of input from folks and we take each with their respective grain of salt and we compile it all and 
uh, put it into a format that's consumable by the boater so it's all nice and packaged for them. Yeah, and um, and it, it's it's so cool to, to just think how you bring it all together, and it actually it seems a little stressful for the staff. Is it stressful? I mean, it's got to be fun, but is it stressful for the staff too, making sure they get all this right? They'll tell you it's stressful at deadline times on some of our stuff for <laughs> okay. sure. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we try to maintain a high level of accuracy. It's not, you know, 100%. I can, I can assure you of that, but it's close enough. And, um, you know, we also have a large uh, relationship network with folks who own and run marinas and, and our industry-related partners, and they have full access to their information and can update that for us as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot on our shoulders. It's a big, big piece of geography that we cover with, you know, a fairly small team. So, uh, we, we have to use a technology to our advantage as well. Well, how does, how does data across the industry and especially on your platform help other audiences? We're talking a lot about, um, the boater, uh, so far through the, through this conversation and, and, but how, how does it help other audiences like marina owners and operators? Yeah. Um, so we, I say this all the time, but a lot of times we actually maintain more data on a marina than the owner has on their website. Uh, we have something like 300 plus data points on every marina, everything from restaurants to, that are nearby to amenities to, you know, what service options there are, you know, phone numbers, email addresses, different points of contact, their Facebook pages, you name it. It's all included in there as, as a deliverable data point. Um, so, you know, that type of content that we're keeping up with, that they're able to see on a line item gives that second level of confidence that, wow, look at all this stuff we should be talking about. So uh, there is a baseline of data there that I think uh, is important for marina owners and operators to tap into, think about it, how it can grow, you know, the amount of information that they're providing in other places as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we you know, we monitor, you know, trends, market analysis. We can see kind of the, the visits and clicks of different regions. And, you know, if a, a marina owner comes to me and says, hey, I'm sitting in St. Augustine, Florida, you know, what do what my clicks and visits look like? We can give them a certain, you know, market analysis and share a voice in their in their local market, which is, you know, a, a big piece of information that can bring some advantage to a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and even as, you know, is there some consolidation in the, in the space and you think about folks who want to aggregate information across a portfolio? I mean, I can see how it'd be extremely valuable. Yeah. And, you know, we also have made this data data deliverable through APIs and other sources of, of technology. So while we work to get the marina and anchorage and fuel price data all out there, not only on our websites and apps, but to navigation apps, chart plotter companies, it can also be used by marina owners and operators to be a source of information for their websites or their apps or to their customers in certain ways, newsletters, things of that nature uh, that become outbound communications or where people go to to find information on your facility. So a lot of options there with data these days. Yeah, and I know the the partnership that we have with you at Oasis, you know, really tries to leverage um, all that you have available. And, and I know we're thrilled for the partnership and, and are seeing the benefits. So this is, this is great. Um, hey, we're continuing to, 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 to move down through a few different topics here. And, and I want to talk about trends a little bit. And 
As we mentioned uh, a little earlier, print-to-digital transition for the marina space um, and an overall marine industry uh, was partly pushed forward due to, to changing boater demographic needs, and, and we know that there are, there are a lot of changes in, in the demographics of boat owners. Um, at, in addition to boat owners, are becoming more and more technically proficient um, and searching for information using contemporary tools and looking for a more broad spectrum of information, traveling. Um, due to these trends, uh, why is moving away from print important? Yeah, you know, based on what we discussed earlier, I don't know that Waterway Guide will ever move away from print. Um, it, we've seen an increase in demand for those products for us. And I think a lot of it has to do with the investments we've made on the digital side. So, you know, when someone's a new boater and they enter this industry, they're looking for reliable information that they can go out and use and not get themselves in trouble on the water. Uh, having a one-stop shop like Waterway Guide there to find all that information can help promote the products that are best for them. So it may be, you know, a printed guidebook for one person. It may be an app for another person. It may be a PDF version of the content on a desktop computer for another guy. So our job or our goals have been aligned around taking all that content that we have and putting it out in consumable, you know, mediums for these for the voters to to use what that works best for them. We're not going to make an assumption that one size fits all. Um, so I always say it's a print and digital conversation, not a print or digital conversation in terms of where the trends are going. Uh, but certainly we have the options for, you know, the folks who want digital and the folks who want print. And there are, there are a lot who combine the two together. You know, with digital, we're able to obviously stay more up to date and provide more timely, time-stamped type of information, whereas print, we can't do that. It has to be more evergreen. Yeah, and, and and what other behavior changes are you seeing from from customers? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there there's a lot of niches of types of customers out there. Uh, we've seen, I think, some trends in the United States relative to smaller boats and needs for lifts at marinas and things like that. Uh, you know, it, it's the entry point into boating. Uh, it makes it you know a little more of an affordable market. We've certainly seen. Uh, people participate in the boat clubs and natures of that. We actually have a partnership with Freedom Boat Club where we've created uh, digital cruising guides for their local regions. So if you, you're a member there, you can access the waterway guide for your area. Uh, so I think the the behavior changes relative from the customers are, uh, you know, they want to try the digital. We now have more products uh, that they can consume. And it's more just awareness that there is a there's an information aspect here, but there's also a safety aspect. Boating isn't the same as just plugging in on ways and traveling up and down Interstate 95. You know, there's a lot more going on on the water out there. So, um, you know, we're trying to influence the behavior to let people know that there is a place where they can go for all this information. For those that that, uh, that don't know how to how to find you, uh, let's do a quick plug here. How, how do they find you? Yeah. I mean, so the waterway guide on our website, waterwayguide.com, uh, it serves 900,000 boaters a year. It's a full planning resource tool from there. You know, they can find our guidebooks, our app, you know, availability, all of our titles from the great lakes through the Caribbean. Uh, we also are, our titles are available on Amazon. You can find them at different marinas around the country. They'll, you'll be able to find waterway guides all over the place. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this is is 
boaters helping other boaters. And as the, you know, tides change and the, you know, someone's dad says, hey, here's how to boat and here's what you do when you're doing it. And, you know, they're likely going to tell you about the waterway guide or they're going to have one on board. So there's a lot of transitional help here where we're seeing, you know, the older generation helping the younger generation get into boating and uh, the brands that are consistent and strong, which we hope to be one of, uh, you know, will continue to be around. Grand, this is a this is a great conversation, man. I uh, I've really enjoyed it, and I know that that all of our listeners are gonna gonna take a lot away from from the conversation. And I just think the industry at, at large, um, at, as new more and more folks come into this industry, those who have been around uh, are gonna be very familiar with you. But but um, those that are coming into the industry, uh, I know that based on on our conversation, they're gonna they're gonna love hearing more. So thanks for doing this with you with us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to sit down and reflect. So thank you. Yeah, good, good conversation. Okay, so before I let you go, you can't get off that easy. I'm going to I'm going to uh, give you a lightning round off script here. Uh, we love doing this. So so I got I got four quick questions for you. All right, you ready? Shoot. All right, here we go. Best boat name. I always liked the Bodie McBoatface one that they came up with. They crowdsourced that over in England and <laughs> It kind of backfired, but I thought it was hilarious. All right, there you go. Okay, second one. Best boat drink? I'll go with just rum. How about that? You can make a lot of drinks from that. You can make a dark and stormy or a painkiller, or you can drink it on ice. And it's a it's a great rum. Rum drinks are great on a boat. There you go. You know what's, um, what, what's really uh, been fun about all of our uh, conversations through the boaters' lounges I don't think we've had anybody mention the same thing, man. We're we're <laughs> we're we're drinking it all out there. That's great. Um, and enjoying our enjoying ourselves. So good. Okay, next one I got for you. Um, so a little more serious on this one. So 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 give me a, a top lesson that you've learned um, at, as a business leader and just leader in general. Yeah, great question. You know, we're all really busy. Everybody is, and it's really hard to, you know prioritize and find the places to focus, you know, but it really comes down from a leadership standpoint to your people and uh, finding the right people, putting them in the right place and trusting them to do the work you're asking them to do. Um, But, you know, part of that is also don't sweat the small stuff. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of things that can distract you from the big mission at hand and uh, you have to have to be focused. You know, that's really what it comes down to. But yeah, that's, that's my advice. Yeah. Thank you. Great advice. We've all got to got to internalize it and and it's a great message last one i've got for you so so you you have an opportunity to run into your younger self and um and and get that chance uh to to give some advice what advice you going to give your younger self if you had an opportunity (laughs) might be kind of funny but uh, accomplish more before you have kids how about that (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one yeah i think you know we at certain points in your life once once you're once you have some children uh things change and it becomes harder to take some of the risks that can get you to where you want to be in life and uh everything you know everything with that doesn't come without hard work you know involves some level of risk so yeah that's a that's a great one i um uh you know this one whenever i get a chance to ask this this question of folks I'm, i'm obviously uh, quickly thinking, man, what would what would I tell myself? And you're not asking, but if you were Graham, I'd say work on relationships, and uh, and I, I, that's one that 
that if I could go back a whole bunch of years and uh, tell my younger self as you're as you're coming up, value relationships and carry them forward with you. And I love yours. Don't 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 sweat the small stuff here. Don't think, take things so so seriously. It's good stuff. Yeah, and I've got a I've got two five and three year old daughters, and they keep us busy. So it's uh. It presents another challenge that I never knew as my younger self. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for for joining us and and being here. I've really had had a good time with this conversation. I hope that everybody's enjoyed this chat, an episode featuring Graham Jones, president of Waterway Guide. Tune in each week for more from Oasis Marinas, including interviews with company leaders and team members, discussions with our partners and industry friends, motor tips, tricks, and more. Hey, be sure to follow us on social media at Oasis Marinas on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And if there's a guest or a topic that you'd like for us to feature, give me a call, let us know, or, or shoot us an email at info at oasismarinas.com. That's info at oasismarinas.com. In the meantime, keep the throttle down and the sails tight. So long.